Welcome to episode 17 of Becoming an Elite Financial Advisor with Sten Morgan, where we help financial professionals like you recognize and reach your potential faster. As you know, the market is down a lot. And at times like this, do you worry that clients are going to call you upset with the market and maybe with your work on their behalf? Is there any way to avoid getting those calls? Is there a way to be known for more than just moving money around inside the market? Well, today, Sten shares four ideas on how to provide value when the market isn't. Here's my conversation with Sten Morgan. Welcome to the podcast. I'm here with Andy. We're excited to dive in today about how you can add value when the market is not. When the market is falling, what do we do for clients? Yeah, because they might call you um, and we want to get ahead of that. And when they do call, what do you say? Mm-hmm. If they haven't called yet, should you call them? Um, so we're going to talk about that on a really, really practical level. So I want to ask first, how do you how do you position yourself so that when the market does fluctuate, and not just fluctuate, but do what it's doing now, um, how do you position yourself as an advisor to protect against just being seen as the investment guy? Yeah. For me, it's evolved. So when I first started my career, I was the insurance guy. Um, and nobody called me when the market was falling, <laughs> which, which was good and bad. <laughs> But you know, they didn't think of me as a solution. They didn't think of me as an expert, and so it was uh, less impactful. As I sh- shifted over to the investment only side, that's all they saw me as, and I hung my hat on that. And so, when the market was up, hey, Sten's great, great advisor. When the market was down, it was, hey, why are you losing money? What's going on? So my my value to the client ebbed and flowed with the market, which I could not control. That's a really fascinating to think thing about is that something that you have some degree of control or influence on, but ultimately do not control Mm -hmm. is the thing by which you're measured. I mean, it's the, it's the joke of, I hate our weatherman. Like, no, you live in South Dakota. (laughs) I used to live there. So don't be mad at me, South Dakotans. Like I don't get mad at Jay. Shout out to Jay Trollback. He's my friend. He's a very well-known weatherman in South Dakota, but you can't get mad at Jay for it snowing in May in South Dakota. You chose to live there. Right. So if you're in the market, you know, your client may get frustrated with you because this or that, but how do you protect against that? How do you protect against other than just do insurance only? Yeah. Okay. End of episode. Right? That's right. <laughs> how do you protect against that? It is, it is, there is something you take on being an investment advisor. If you're participating in the market, you know, we get, we can get paid well in this business. And you know, there's times where it's like, Hey, this is going smooth. Clients are happy. And there's times where it's not. And that right now we are being tested. And so my hope is, is for advisors, they embrace it and say, this is part of it. And I'm paid for this. I'm, Ready for this? When again, you can't control the market. What I think clients want is uh, proactivity. Mm. A lot of times, whenever I've had a client call and be really upset, they just wanted to know that I was thinking about them. And so we have to think about the psychology of the situation. But also, as an advisor, we are the product. Like, are we adding value? Mm. And if the market's falling, and we're doing our best to add value in that, which could just be emotional coaching. You know, Vanguard had a great study called the Advisor Alpha. And I think the biggest value an advisor added based on their numbers, it was like 75 bips a year on emotional coaching. So there is something about keeping somebody on track. But if your response to a down market is hold the course, just hang in there, I don't think you're factoring in the psychology of money, of what the client's really looking for. And so for us, what we try to do is we try to get some wins. 
there are things outside of the market that an advisor can do to add value that to their client reminds them they're not just sitting there on their hands waiting for this to like they are being paid and they're working. So I hear two things. One, there's ideas separate from the market really completely that you can add value so that when they think of you, they don't think, well, all they do is handle things in the market and the market's down. So therefore they are all bad or all good based on the market. So that I hear two things. One, there's ideas outside of the market that you can provide to show your value. And so that changes your identity, Mm -hmm. right? And then secondarily, there are things that you can do related to the market when the market is down or to protect from market volatility. So let's talk about the Mm non-market ideas first. And again, as a reminder, for those of you listening, this is something you could do tomorrow in a meeting with a client. Yep. All right. One of Sten's deepest desires and and part of his his heart is he wants to be really practical. And so this is something you could change tomorrow in a a client meeting. So Sten, give him a couple really practical things that, and I'll be frank, most advisors think, oh, that's too simple. It won't work. Yep. We've heard otherwise from the advisors we've coached. So what what are a couple ideas? The um, let me remind everybody listening, and, and this is my experience, and affirmed by a lot of other advisors, is that what you think you're great at, if it's market related, to the client is is kind of table stakes. I get most of my clients; they come in, they have other advisors that are managing money. I get them because we share other ideas with them, and they're like, "Oh, what you do, what the other person's doing, and this, right? Whatever the other advisor has thought that they've communicated about how good they are at managing money." To the client, it's like, well, I guess, but to them, I can do it. Anybody can do it because they don't know the difference of how money is managed. They think like, oh, you're all the same. You're all managing money. And a lot of times those other advisors hang their hat on relationship. Oh, that's been a client of mine for years. In a down market, especially, you have to be on watch because they like you. They might still see you at church or at the grocery store. But if if I meet with that client and their last statement they saw was losing money and I come to them with new ideas that they've never heard from you, that, that you know that that most clients will be open to a conversation, and so a few really specific ideas. You need to get some wins. So when the market's falling like now, try to get some wins. A quick win could be reviewing their PNC insurance. So we have a third party group that has kind of agreed to review it and give us ideas back. And it's like, hey, here's a way to save fifteen hundred bucks, two thousand bucks a year. Like let's while the market's falling and we're doing our job there. Is there anything else we can do on top of that? So the PNC insurance one is a quick one you can do to get a win. And again, that's an usually independent person. They're going to shop it out. You're going to have a communication with them. Um, you're going to have a communication with them about, hey, I need you to look at this. I need you to get it back to me in a timely manner. I need you to not go try that. Try to sell that person life insurance. That's right. Yeah. I mean, part of it, yeah. I mean, it's like you know, like some of those people are in that business, right? So, but that can be a very, very practical. And see, they're going to tell the client. Number one, I can save you money on your and have same coverage. Number two, um, you have the right coverage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm spacing on the third, but the idea is simply this: is that they're going to have a very practical. Oh, or you can save, save you can spend the same amount but get better, better coverage, coverage yep. right? Um, and and it's it's fascinating with the advisors we talk to how much that's a really quick win. What, how quickly could you turn that around with your current relationship? The week or two weeks or probably yeah I think the the hard part is getting the deck pages from the client right right well, I, after that the yeah part once you, you have control. that I mean, yeah. yeah in a week they can come back with a high level and say hey here's what it looks like to do Love that. that yeah and uh, another just, another great yeah. one is uh, mortgage payment frequency 
uh, weekly mortgage payments is a really cool, quick idea that to the client could be a big win. And there's weekly mortgage payments calculators online. You can pull up and show them what it'll save. Yeah, They end up making an extra payment the year. It's towards principal, but also they're applying principal quicker so the interest doesn't yeah there's some weird much. thing that happens if it's like well i'll just make one big lump or i'll you know or i'll no like there's something that happens when mathematically when you're doing it weekly or every, even every other week yep. that it does it does help in a different way and it's a forced uh savings tool in a way like if i have to wait for a client to make one big payment in the year sometimes yeah. that's gone versus them paying a little bit extra every two weeks or every week some mortgage companies won't let you do that. They might only let you do bi-weekly. Yeah. Um, so then you may say, hey, let's just apply $300 extra per month towards the principal. It's yeah. just kind of a win that you can show them, hey, over time is going to add up. Why you need to think about that in a falling market, though, is do you also want to help the client proactively save cash to kind of create some dry powder or some buffer? And so we've also reached out to clients proactively and said, hey, let's just build our savings right now. Like if you can, let's try to put a pause on some spending we may not need. And what they need is just a little bit of proactive coaching. Yeah. Like, hey, let's like it's time to make an adjustment. Just like with a client's retirement plan, if the market falls, we say, hey, that trip you were going to take, you may need to wait. And I tell my clients, if your plan falls apart when the market drops, that was a bad plan. Mm-hmm. If you ever think that I'm surprised when the market goes down, that's a problem because right. I'm not. But we will have to tweak your plan. You know, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, you know, you're not going to have to go back to work. That doesn't mean you're going to be able to spend no matter what the market's doing. Right. And so part of that is just the proactive communication and strategy around their plan outside of, hey, I'm going to call you twice a year. Hey, market's up. Hey, market's down. <laughs> you you are not yeah. sitting in a unique seat on that person's bus if that's your current approach. Yeah. It's a commodity yeah. at that point. Yeah. It's also scary to think about that the only thing you would have to talk to them about is something you don't control. Yeah. I mean, you might as well call and say, hey, it's hot outside. And you could control it. I mean, I think we, we're proactive with how we manage money and we've created some really great stories because we've made good decisions. And, yeah. you know, instead of the client being down 20%, they're down 12 And it's like, hey, that's real value. Yeah. And if you are doing things like that, don't let it be a secret. Like communicate it and remind them that, hey, we did this and look what it saved us. Like uh, within reason, you know, if that's, you just keep talking about that for the next two years, people are eventually going to say, hey, you know, <laughs> what have you done for me lately? Right. Um but there's opportunities in a down market also. Yeah. Tax harvesting. Yeah. So let's talk about the practical ones that relate to the market that you can talk about with clients. Those others weren't. But so what are a couple that, and you said tax harvesting, explain how you all do that. Yeah. So in non-qualified accounts, non-retirement accounts, you can take advantage of losses to help on their taxes today. Meaning we have a business owner making you know, four or $500,000 a year. They have a non-qualified account. It drops. We proactively call them and say, hey, we're going to sell some of these positions, harvest those losses because it's going to help you on your taxes this year. Oh, great. Thank you for doing that. And then when I meet with them again, I remind them, hey, we sold these. We did this. That they know we're- So it's essentially you're saying, you're, you're declaring, I lost, right? Kind of, I mean, yeah. but you are. I mean, you're, you're, you're recognizing the loss, yep. right? Um, and, and then being proactive about it versus yeah. sort of like, oh, it went down. Or right. you just ride the roller coaster up all the way down, all the way back up, and you benefited nothing from that emotional experience. Yeah. Yeah. The next one would be Roth conversions. You know, if you can tell the client, hey, the market's down, we can convert this over to a Roth and pay less. That is all based on the assumption the market's going to come back someday mm-hmm. and you don't know when. So there are strategies embedded that when, when the market's falling, you can tell the client, truly things are on sale. Now is the time if we do these things, we'll look back five years from now and be thankful we did. Yeah. 
understanding that what you're facing is the client's emotions that are saying the opposite. Absolutely. Let's sell out. Now's the time, you know, and that's just human nature. I was at the gas station two weeks ago down in Spring Hill and it was kind of pickup truck and, and gas was like 440 or something like that then. And he had all these gas tanks and he's like filling them up. And I'm like, huh, interesting. That guy has gotten smarter by the day <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah. it is, you know what I'm saying? I mean, oh, yeah. he went, it's probably going to go up. I'm going to buy a bunch now. Yeah. And people will do that with gasoline or Twinkies or I don't know, whatever, you know, whatever stock they think, up. right? They stock yeah. up, right? So that's, that's, uh, so I, yeah. So my challenge to the advisors listening is, is be proactive. It doesn't have to be big. The client just wants to know you're thinking about them. You're on top of it because most advisors are not. And so if you're worried about retention of your clients, like that will protect 99% of your book of business is them feeling they're thinking about me and they're on it. What every advisor should do within the next week or two, if you have not, is understand the market is corrected enough to where something has to be done. It's it's not one of those things where it's like, hey, let's stay in our office and be quiet and this will kind of blow over. Yeah. It's like in 2020, if you weren't communicating or doing something, you were there was enough doubt in a client's mind that your book was at risk. And so you're at least your top 20% of your clients. You need to proactively reach out to them, tell them what you're seeing, what you're thinking. And that might, that's probably not even just a generic email. This is a reach out right. as a business owner to the 20% of your clients that probably generate 80% of your revenue and say, we are on it. Here's what we're thinking. Here's what we're doing. Uh, don't let that opportunity pass you by. Unfortunately, when people are left to their own thoughts, Absolutely. It, it's always to the negative. Meaning they're sitting there at home being like, well, hey, why isn't Susie called me? Like, what's, it, maybe I'm not important. Maybe she's not, you know, that's just where Or maybe go. she's hiding. I mean, that's she doesn't know what she's doing or yeah. he doesn't know what she's, he's doing. And, and so I think that part of being proactive in 2020, we probably sent out like six or seven proactive touch points and updates to clients. And fast forward a year, people are still talking about that. Mm. Man, when you sent that stuff out, that just really helped me. Because yeah. hearing it from CNN, Fox, or somebody else, <laughs> what, and, and what is your spin on it? What they want to know, what they're paying for is what is Sten thinking? Yeah. Like, what is he doing? What would he do if he was us? And so now we use a lot of video because it also makes that personal connection. And they're like, oh, I'm watching Sten say it versus here's an email that was probably written by somebody yeah. else with some bullet points. So using some video updates is, is really powerful too. Yeah, well, something I've, I saw that you did really well in your last video update to clients was, um, and, and this is this sort of communication one-on-one stuff that a lot of people just forget is you're talking to the individual. So when you're literally, when you're looking at the camera and you're speaking you know, you don't say, hey, I want to give everyone an update. Mm. You say, I want to give you an update on, and people feel that you're talking to them because you are. That's right. And I also think that you will give a different sort of message if you really have a person in mind mm. that you're good. speaking to. And so do that. Take your time. Don't rush through it. Be you don't sincere. feel like it has to be overproduced. I was kind of, my head trash in that was like, well, you know, my background, my lighting's not perfect. And I was like, I could have some text overlay when I talk about stuff. And I just said, no, this just needs to get out. Yeah. Like they, if it feels like it was kind of made on my Loom, which is the technology we use on the computer, which you click a button and it takes a video. Yeah, Loom.com. I yeah, mean, great. great quick tool. And it just needed to get out. Yeah. Like, good enough to move on. And, and It was great. great it was really good. It. Yeah. It, and, and what it reminded me of as I watched it was, oh, this like looks like this is like a uh, update from the trenches. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean it's sort of like, yeah. well, you think about like the war correspondent, like yeah. it's like they've got the big old vest on and they're like in the, you know, the, the bulletproof and they've got the helmet and you're like, they're in it, right? Yeah. And it, it had that kind of feel like, hey, everybody, like, 
markets doing what markets do and like let's talk about it yeah and and it didn't feel like overly produced so i appreciated that so really practical ideas on things you can do outside the market as it relates to the market also reaching out to that 20 percent proactively um and i'll also say this then and again just kudos to you and your team um that you're you're communicating more right now than usual mm-hmm. you 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 have a communication calendar that you use but they're they're more personal updates or i guess more they're just not as quite as packaged because yeah. it's like, hey, we, we want people to hear from us. We're not going to wait for the formatting to be perfect or the lighting to be perfect. So I think your frequency is is, is um, increased as well. Yep. I think that's a lesson everybody can learn from. Yeah, we got some referrals recently from it too. Oh, We're really? like, hey, this person, I think you're doing a much better job. They haven't even heard from their person. And I, I, there's a component of protecting your book and serving your people well, but just in our experience, doing that well has led to more business too. Nice. Good job. Well, thanks for listening to today's episode. Can you do Stan and I a favor? Put one or more of those four ideas into practice with a client this week. Then report back to us on your results. You can reach out to us by going to stenmorgan.com slash podcast. That's stenmorgan.com slash podcast and using the form at the top of that page. We read every single comment that's sent our way. And if you're looking for a community of advisors to help you with creative ideas like the ones we shared today, visit stenmorgan.com slash EAN to apply to join. We'd love to help you reach your true potential. And as always, thanks for listening. We appreciate you.